Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sarah. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm enjoying this cloudy, rainy weather, fall weather. Right? It's not raining here. Hey, Mitch, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So we've got Sarah and Mitchell on. So we're waiting on Jake and Marisa, right, Sarah? They're going to join us today, too? Yeah. yeah. And Antonia is going to just work with me on the phone, on my phone. So Okay, cool. She's here with us, too. Good, cool. So, um, so it's raining and cloudy there. It is. Um, today, all week we've been in the seventies, and today our high is forty-two with rain, rain, rain. Oh wow! <laughs> so we went from summer to winter. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been crazy this year. What's it like where you're at, Mitch? Well, I think Auntie Sarah got our bad weather because <laughs> yesterday they were saying it was supposed to rain all day. And uh, then last night at like 6.37, they updated the weather. Now it's supposed to be sunny and like 60 degrees all day. So. Nice. Oh, you passed think, it. Yeah, I think Auntie Sarah got all our rain. <laughs> well, it is sunny here. We had the rainy season has hit. It rained last Saturday, no, last Friday, and then it rained on Tuesday and rained some on Wednesday, but it's sunny today, but it's still chilly. It's like 60 degrees, I think so. Yeah. But, um, but I, I enjoy the sunny days because when the rain settles in out here, it usually settles in for like six months and never leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind so. of like your winter and kind of fall winter spring season there when you start getting rain isn't it yeah it um it gets down to we've seen it get in the 20s here like 28 degrees uh-huh. and 29 degrees but it doesn't snow typically here it has frosted here we thought it was going to snow here last week because it looked like it was going to snow but it didn't actually but um it gets the rain here is different it's like this i don't even know how to explain it you know, in Kansas, when it rains, it's like big raindrops and it does make yeah. everything wet, but it's like big raindrops here. Uh-huh. It's like, you know how, when it mists and it gets um, everything soaked, this yeah. is like that, but it's like a heavy, heavy, heavy misting rain that uh-huh. I mean, it saturates everything. So you're just dripping in it. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's a different kind of rain, but it it was really humid. And I don't know if you saw, I posted on Instagram, there was actually a twister spotted east of us the other day. That's kind of unusual, isn't it? Welcome to 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Nothing's unusual anymore. (laughs) Right? We should not be surprised. (laughs) If I opened my door and was greeted by a dragon, I would be like, whatever. (laughs) I saw somebody posted something like that the the other day. They said, when the UFO lands in my front yard, I will not even be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. Well, I don't see Jake and Reese on yet. Should we go ahead and get started or should we just wait a little bit? We just texted her and told her that you had sent a text message for a link to join. So um, we can go ahead and start. And then if they pop in, that'll be fine. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Sarah, tell us what we're going to chat about today. 
Well, today I think that it, I thought that it would be really fun since we don't have the whole crew here, but we still wanted to record with those that could, that since Thanksgiving is coming up this coming week, we could just do something a little more light and fun and just talk about maybe some Thanksgiving traditions uh, that we've had through the years and maybe some new things that we're coming up with. Um, just kind of have fun talking about Thanksgiving and how we've celebrated it in the past and how we're celebrating it now. And maybe even throw some ideas out there of how to celebrate it this year. since <laughs> A lot of people are locked down. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe we can come up with some extremely creative ways to throw out there for everybody that's not supposed to meet with anybody. So I thought that would be something fun to do today. Well, this is probably bad, but this is my extremely creative way of um, celebrating Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're having a party. <laughs> you sound about as rebellious as my dad. <laughs> you think that might be a little bit of elder blood flowing through the Mitchell? Bit. A little bit. <laughs> I guess the, uh, I guess in Colorado, our state's supposed to go back to red or whatever the gauge is today so they're shutting everything back down oh my the man. whole city's in an uproar right now i can imagine it's we just feel crazy. your pain we feel your pain we went back to purple which is the most extreme tier and you can't move out of that tier for 21 days and then on top of it that like locked everything down all the restaurants businesses can only operate at 25 percent capacity except walmart and lowe's because you know you can't catch covid at the big box stores and then um <laughs> But um, then they put us on curfew now, supposedly, from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. From November 21st to December 21st. So it's just, okay, I I can't get, like, it drives me crazy because COVID is real. Like, a lot of people we love are sick with COVID right now. And it's legit. Mm. The sickness is legit. But the survival rate is 99-something percent. Like, I don't have the percentages right in front of me, but I did research it again this week. And um, the people that have been sick, the majority of them, thank God, are coming through. And we're sad for the people that are not coming through it because there are people that it does affect and just like the flu and other things. And we know it's not the flu, but if you have a comorbidity and you get sick, you're always at risk anyways. And so that's been exasperated with this specific um, uh, virus. And it's even, you know, at a worse level, but still... There's a lot of politics involved, which is very mm-hmm. unfortunate. And our freedoms are getting destroyed in the midst of all of this. So anyways, you know, that's a, that's a whole political conversation. That's not a very Thanksgiving-ish conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is, actually, it is. <laughs> Hi, Marisa and Jake. Glad you guys got on. No. Hi. <laughs> We're just shooting the breeze, waiting for y'all talking about COVID. That sounds like an interesting topic. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) I'm excited to talk about Thanksgiving today, though, when Sarah said, let's talk about this. I had one memory that came to my mind that I was like, oh, yeah, I got to share that one. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. So let's get started. Okay, Sarah, start us off. Okay, so um, first I'm going to introduce, I we've introduced Antonia and Mitchell, but I'll just say we're so glad they got to join us today on our podcast again, and 
Um, we're also glad to have Marisa and her husband, Jake, which is our cousins, and we just consider them family. They are family, and we don't get to do a lot with them anymore since we all moved away, far, far away, but when we get a chance, we snatch a chance and get together as much as possible, so we're glad to have them join us, and we're glad everybody else that is our listeners gets to join us today on our podcast, and we hope you'll get to enjoy this time of just doing some remembering of fun pastimes and traditions with Thanksgiving. And I'm really excited that Jake has joined us because if I made Jake tell a little secret about him, God converted him from an Amish boy to an one God apostolic man. And we're so thankful that God has done that in his life. And so we might get to hear a little bit about his life as an Amish man when he was Amish and how they celebrated Thanksgiving. So welcome, welcome. And Let's get started. I think, Anna, if you want to um, maybe start us off, start us off with your story, if you want. Okay, so Sarah said, let's tell about some of our favorite Thanksgivings and some of our traditions growing up. And so I was just kind of pondering, like, what are some of my favorite stories? But the story that pops in my mind that I think is always a funny one, that's one of my favorites. I was probably about 18 or 20-ish. And our family always got together, typically at my mom and dad's house for Thanksgiving before my dad passed away, before dad elder passed away. And so um, a lot of times we spent Thanksgiving with them and it was at their house. Sometimes it was at Paul and Lori's or Martian Greg's, but the majority of the time it was at mom and dad's house. And the guys would go hunting on Thanksgiving day. And in Kansas, it's a big deal to go like opening season day there is like uh, the voting session at UPCI general conference when we were kids, you don't miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) No excuses. Opening day of pheasant season, everybody goes pheasant hunting. (laughs) And then from there, you know, you pheasant hunt in November and December. That's what you do in Kansas. <laughs> right. And you quail hunt. And so yeah. um, the guys went hunting. And I don't remember if this was exactly on Thanksgiving Day. I feel like it was because I remember my mom was cooking in the kitchen. And you just have to know my mom. She is so cute. She's But she's a little gullible sometimes because she's <laughs> yeah. so pure hearted. Like she kind of believes everything you tell her and we have a redheaded brother-in-law that's very ornery his name is greg charles and he (laughs) could tell my mom like some crazy whoppers and my mom would be like really greg (laughs) and so this day she was cooking and uh Greg came in before the rest of the guys. I think they were probably cleaning their pheasants. This is when we lived on George Street. So I don't know if you yeah, remember this or not. But um, <laughs> this is when we lived in town before we moved out in the country. And Greg came in and she was like, Greg, where are the guys? And he said, oh, they're doing cleaning the birds or whatever. And he had on those pants that um, you wear when you go. I think they're like brush pants you wear when you go. Um uh, pheasant hunting because of the brush scratching your legs it's like those thicker pants or whatever mm-hmm. and him and my mom were having a conversation and I don't remember how the whole conversation went in but somehow she was like it is so dangerous out there and he was like yeah mom it is so dangerous and she's mama said, doc mama yeah, doc, mama doc. that's what he mama always doc. calls her 
yeah, Mama Doc, it is so dangerous. And so she's like, really? It is so dangerous out there. He's like, yes, because there's piranha quail. <laughs> and he's like, we have to protect ourselves from the piranha quail. And if you don't get them before they get you, oh they have like those sharp teeth like on these piranha quail. And my mom was like, Greg, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, Mama Dot. I mean, it's like we're going through the fields and we're dodging these piranha quail and we have to get them. And I mean, he had her going. And we were, we walked in and we were like, Mom, he is so pulling your leg. That's hilarious. <laughs> There's some noise in the background. I'm not sure what that is. It sounds like maybe ice getting put in a cup. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, that I, that's one of my memories from Thanksgiving. I just thought it was funny. And that's always stuck with me. So that's always been one of my favorites. And to this day, traditionally, we will tease mom about the piranha quill. Seriously. And she'll get so tickled and just giggle and laugh. She said, I still can't believe Greg had me totally hooded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was quite hysterical so <laughs> he started something else too not too long ago and I can't remember what it was I wish I could remember but he had her believe in him hook line and sinker again <laughs> that is hysterical yeah <laughs> he loves so. it that's, his, that's a tradition with him and mama doc <laughs> yep he pulls her leg and she falls for it every single yeah. time you think after like how long has him and Marsha been married 40 oh, years yeah, well, 30 probably. something, almost 40, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think 1984, I want to know. 81, 81, I think. Wow. 81. So next yeah. year would be four. No, yeah, next year will be 40 years. Yes, that's so. crazy. <laughs> 40 <laughs> years he's been pulling Mama Doc's leg. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story to start off with that I like awesome. about Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, Mitchell, do you have anything you'd like to tell us a story or is there some traditions that you remember even as a young boy and then maybe even some traditions now that you go through with Thanksgiving? Uh, I mean, obviously, Auntie Anna said the hunting, we would go hunting every day. I do remember one. I don't know if it was exactly on Thanksgiving Day, but I know we were down for the fall turkey season. And Papa wanted to shoot a turkey for Thanksgiving. And so we're driving out to this field and uh, we see this turkey. And so Papa tells us, he says, hey, get out, you know, get your gun. And if you sneak around the tree, you'll be able to shoot the turkey. So I remember sneaking around this tree for like 20 minutes and I finally gave up. And I came back to the truck and my dad and Papa were sitting there laughing their heads off. I guess oh the whole time I was sneaking around the one side of the tree, the turkey was peeking around the other side of the tree, looking at me like, what are you doing? I never did see that dumb turkey. I thought that was hilarious. I can imagine those two. Oh my goodness. I can totally see that in my head. That's when you wish they'd had cell phones like we do now so they could video the whole thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Some funny hunting stories. Yeah. So, um, Jake or Marie said, you guys come and tell us something. Tell us something about your Thanksgiving traditions. 
Well, uh, for me, uh, I guess I started off with some of my childhood uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was cool. As you mentioned, Sister uh, Sarah earlier, that uh, I grew up Amish, and and uh, you know, so our background is is a little different. The Amish have their own way of celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, generally, that's a, a pretty to them. It's a it's a holiday, I guess. Uh, you, they they take it kind of uh, serious as a religious seriousness, I guess, uh, in the way that it starts off with was a as a fast day. Um, they do not uh, they do not eat breakfast. They fast breakfast, and then uh, that's generally their their fast. Anyways, is usually just breakfast, whether it's a Thanksgiving or or uh, for uh, uh, Easter. On Easter, they'd do the same. They'd fast on the, in the mornings, you know, fast breakfast. So Thanksgiving mornings, they you know, fast. They don't work uh, other than doing their chores. Uh, okay. And then at lunch, uh, lunchtime, they break their fast, and and they do. I mean, they don't eat, drink, or anything. It's just, it's a complete fast uh, for breakfast, anyways. And then uh, they have a big meal at uh, lunchtime. And then after that, uh, a lot of times us, us uh, guys would go rabbit hunting. That was a big thing in Ohio uh, growing up is go rabbit hunting in the afternoon. Okay. So you guys kind of flipped it. Yeah. Like instead of the guys going hunting in the morning, you guys would go hunting in the afternoon after you ate. That's kind of smart because at least your bellies would be full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a good way to go walk it off at least. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> the, down, the downside of that was is my dad's property uh, was right out along the roads, you know, and, and uh, people would uh, what we call the English people. They come in and they that always always somebody. Like, well, Oops! I think we short, lost him. Huh? You, you shorted so, out there. Okay, sorry. You guess that better. Yes. Yeah, that's better. But you started where you were at the road. We got to hear what happened at the road. Okay. So our property was out along the road, you know, where we'd go hunting when people would stop in in the morning while we were, uh, we were not allowed to hunt work or anything, you know, it was our, it was our fast day, uh, morning. And, uh, so, uh, they would go in there with dogs and run dogs through our property and, and, uh, hunt in the morning and in the afternoon by the time we get out there it's a lot like pheasant hunting i guess if you run dogs through, you run everything out and then the next guy comes in and he's lucky to get the leftovers and so that was oh, uh, man. <laughs> sometimes you you'd go out there and you hear a lot of shooting in the morning but in the afternoon there wasn't much shooting because there wasn't much left to go after so <laughs> they already got all of your rabbits for thanksgiving dinner huh? yeah <laughs> But uh, Thanksgiving dinner was it was uh, usually a pretty nice little spread that they have for for Thanksgiving. So uh, those are some of my childhood memories, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, as far as after that, you know, I get I left Amish, the Amish, of course, and and uh, I was I was between the time I left the Amish and I got in the church, I had about a total of three years, and, uh, and of course, when I got into church, I got. Uh, Got into we're going with the men pheasant hunting on Thanksgiving morning and and I remember going over to uh, to pastor's house which would be 
uh, Pastor Elder's house uh, for Thanksgiving some, and and uh, I had just had a good old time. Good God, fellowship. Yeah. That was my introduction to the church. Is is uh, spending the holidays with the Elder family. <laughs> we adopted you before you ever married our cousin. <laughs> yeah. We were the match makers. We were the match makers. <laughs> we did. We kind of helped Jesus put that all together. <laughs> Jake, the dinner for the, like when you had. Uh, dinner with the Amish for Thanksgiving was it like the traditional what we normally have for Thanksgiving was it like turkey ham sweet potatoes uh, that kind of thing or were there some of your Dutch roots involved in that what kind of was the spread for your Thanksgiving dinner well I don't remember uh, in our house especially I don't remember so much having turkey as, as we did have some ham and and uh, a lot of times with, uh, chicken I remember having chicken and, and ham and and your stuffing, your mashed potatoes, uh, pies, um, those those sorts of things. But turkey, I don't know. I I don't remember turkey too much as you know, growing up as a kid. And I don't know if that was just at my my place, uh, my parents' house that that was the case, or if that was kind of all abroad, but uh, across for the Amish, but. Uh, um, and we didn't know normally we didn't have anybody over either because it was kind of a it was kind of a holiday for us you know or like a, a Sunday I guess so to speak but uh, there was not a lot of people get together on that day for some reason I never understood that but uh, so it was just our family so whether that was that was just a tradition for for our family not having turkey I'm not sure. It almost sounds like they might have considered it as like a holy day and to the Lord as a, you know, like they kept it as a family day since you guys started it off with the fast or something. That'd be interesting to hear more about. Yeah, I think definitely that was that was kind of what they what the motive was behind it, you know, not having people over so much is because it was was considered more of a holy day. But uh, yeah, I again, it's like some so much of the other stuff, too, you can't make. I, I don't have a good answer for it. I mean, <laughs> the way it was I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Huh? Amen. <laughs> it was traditions, right? Did yeah. you, were you allowed to play? So after you went rabbit hunting and stuff, were you guys allowed to play games or in the evening or did you just kind of chill out with each other? What did that look like? So after, after the lunch, you know, a lot of times, Oh, there was, there was sometimes, dad would split some wood or whatever, you know, after we got done hunting or, and sometimes as we got older, it was just us boys that went hunting and dad didn't really go along so much, but, um, he might done some light, what we call light work, maybe split a little work, uh, wood or go in the shop and do a little woodwork in the shop, uh, in the afternoons. And then the evening turned out, you should just kind of had dinner and went to bed like, like a normal day. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. Mitchell and Antonia and Marisa, feel free to jump in anytime. Yeah, absolutely. 
It is interesting because, you know, the American tradition, I don't know, maybe this was just the elder thing, because the more we have these conversations, I find out everybody didn't do things like the elders. Can you imagine that? That's unbelievable. Really? <laughs> what, what is wrong oh, with folks? I mean, come on now. <laughs> so, Mitchell, since you've got married, speaking about that, since you've gotten married, has there been some new traditions that you've incorporated into your Thanksgivings? you know, that's kind of different from what you were growing up and used to? Um, really, the only thing that's different is the menu. Like when I, when I eat uh, Thanksgiving with my in-laws, like actually we're at, we're celebrating Thanksgiving tonight with them because my brother-in-law's in town. Oh, cool. Okay. So what, what we'll have, is like, you know, we'll have mashed potatoes, but, with the mashed potatoes, we normally have green chili on them instead of just green. Oh, or like, um, instead of turkey, tonight we're doing carne oh, asada. Cool. So, you know, Hallelujah. It, but, I mean, if if it's on Thanksgiving or even tonight when we're done, we all sit around and laugh and play games. So, really, the only thing that changed is the menu. Yeah, cool. so, now, I eat turkey and all that for Christmas or Thanksgiving and then the other one. Yeah. When I'm with my in-laws, I get carne asada and all that. <laughs> so you get the best of both worlds. It's fine, yeah, it's fine with me. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> so down for that. We're having Kevin. I think we're having Kevin and Raquel over for Christmas. If I know the sickness has been going around. So that's who we invited over this year. And we already have on the menu green chili and mashed potatoes. Ooh. <laughs> yes. It's very good. It's very good. Raquel so said she brought stuff from she Raquel said she brought home green chilies from uh when they went to passing the torch. So she was like, I'm bringing the green chili. So I'm looking forward to Pueblo green chili. <laughs> That's super cool. Marisa, tell us a little bit about some of your Thanksgivings that you remember. Okay. Um when I was a kid, I do remember going over to grandma's and there. Um, one of my favorite things she'd make was a green pistachio sal fruit salad Ooh, that sounds good. for the recipe. Cause I want to make that this year, but yes. grandpa would have us before we would eat, he would all, he'd have us all gather around and uh, we'd all have to say what we were thankful for. And then he would say the prayer. And then one of the things that we'd always ask for my, for my dad to go get us a Thanksgiving paper newspaper because it would have all the ads and we'd all sit around after dinner and the ladies would look at the ads and get ideas for black friday and oh then, yes yeah. <laughs> and then we would also you know then we'd play games um just really always enjoyed thanksgiving thanksgiving's probably probably my favorite holiday and then yeah. after moving here those first few years we got to spend the spend it with you all the elders and we'd always enjoy that and look forward to that every year and um, we have um eli well he's moved to canada now but we had eli and his, jake's sister elizabeth and my sister so we started having thanksgiving here at our place and it kind of looks awesome. the same same of uh get, getting together eating and then playing games um but one thing also I was going to say is we look forward to at our church is the Thanksgiving service. Uh, it's probably yeah, yes. one of my 
most favorite services of the year because we, we sing songs about being thankful. We get to hear testimonies of what God's done for everyone throughout the year. And so, yes, I, I think that's yeah. all I have to say right now. But That's awesome. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up because that has become a tradition just recently in our lives too, that even moving over here to Pratt, Hutchinson still invites us back for that. And it has been such a blessing to just go and hear about all the miracles and the good things that God has done for people throughout the year. And then also to hear the songs of thankfulness and, and see how God just keeps moving, even when there's tough times. And I'm excited to go this year because with 2020 being such a crazy year, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to hear how God still works and still does miracles and still moves in the crazy times as well as the good times. So mm -hmm. I'm excited and looking forward to that. I think that's a really awesome tradition that has become a really dear thing to my heart, especially mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, in the last few years. I definitely agree. We do that here too. We have our Thanksgiving service, which we are having next week as well. And we, after our service, we do what we call manifest. And that's where um, everybody at the church eats for free. And for Thanksgiving, we do a pie social. So a lot of different people fun. make pies and then they cut them and put them on individual plates and then after church, you just go around and you eat pie till you make yourself sick and talk to people. <laughs> now that sounds oh. fun. <laughs> what day is that on? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jake, can I thumb a ride with you up there? <laughs> Tuesday. Well, up now? <laughs> coming up on Tuesday, just head on over. You can all <laughs> hang out at our house. <laughs> we'll let you camp out. So, yeah, but that's always fun. It's fun to hear everybody's testimonies and stories of, how God brought them through. So I look yes. forward to that. I'm Absolutely. glad you brought that up, Ray. So that's always been it. One of my favorite things about Thanksgiving too. Yeah. <laughs> and Tanya, tell us a little bit about your Thanksgiving traditions. Well, one thing I remember from my youngest years, <laughs> even to my oldest, is if we went to Aunt Marcia around nine o'clock at night, the clue board would come out. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> and around 1130, everyone would start laughing so hard because they were so exhausted and someone had guessed the wrong person. <laughs> yep. I do remember there was this one Thanksgiving. Uh, I think it was here in Hutch. And the night before we had an ice storm, like a literal ice storm. Like you could skate across parking lots if you wanted to. <laughs> the branches kept falling grass was little tiny cubes of ice it sounded like shots it did too, because the ice would be breaking it sounded trees. like a, a mm -hmm. old western gunfight <laughs> and for some reason all the women wanted to go black friday shopping in the frigid <laughs> ice weather <laughs> and i i went because it was better than staying with the guys and hearing about auto parts and the coolest cars <laughs> and which gun was the best <laughs> and I hate shopping y'all know me yes. but I just mm -hmm. would rather well I really wouldn't rather but <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice I guess <laughs> in my mind so finish your story about shopping no that was my story oh, okay <laughs> I was every year I was 
brought it into shopping because it was better than hearing about the latest car model. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, she's not a shopper. <laughs> is that the night we went to Target? Probably. Coles. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think I remember that night. Was that in Hutchinson? Yes. I do remember Aunt Marcia is like the queen of shopping. <laughs> She will shop until everyone around her is passing out in exhaustion. <laughs> and she took me, I think it was either right before or right after Thanksgiving last year, she took me Christmas shopping. And I must have looked like I'd been in a bombing attack or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> she was traumatized. We met them, and Joe and I met, and Mom and I met her and Marcia for dinner after they were done at Carlos O'Kelly's in Wichita and I saw Antonia and the poor thing she looked totally traumatized she comes up to me she goes mom I do not ever want to shop with that <laughs> <laughs> like, I have never seen somebody shop like they're on a mission before <laughs> it wasn't even like she was on a mission she just saw something and she was like oh Kyle would like this Greg would like that Aubrey would love this Daniel needs a new vacuum <laughs> that's hysterical that is so true <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness Marcia is the funnest person in the world to shop with <laughs> I just tell her all the time when I grow up, I want to be just like you. I know, man. <laughs> like she can share joy out of the shopping experience. <laughs> she does. And she had more energy than I did. <laughs> so that has become a tradition with Antonia. Marsha's already told her, Antonia, you ready to go shopping with me? <laughs> you better get coming. <laughs> have you been walking around the park and getting your workouts on to build your stamina? Yes, I have. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be prepared though because I've been walking with my dog and she has to stop and sniff everything. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's funny. Sarah, what's one of your favorite Thanksgiving traditions? Oh, I don't know. There's Remember so many. Place? I think my favorite of all is just getting to be with my family because outside of Jesus Christ, I love my family so strongly and so deep, far and wide, my family and you know, friends that we've adopted, like family. Um, I just love getting together with people and especially more so now that we're in Pratt in a little home missions church. And it feels like we're on the back 40 of Africa somewhere. <laughs> 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 I'm not complaining, just telling the truth. Those of you that have started a church plant or have done home missions know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, not, I just, I'm thankful for my family. So um, some of the traditions I remember growing up with mom and dad, uh, was mom. A lot of times mom would make homemade noodles oh, like yeah. from scratch, mm -hmm. and she would yep. do the flour and the oil and the egg and, you know, and then she would roll it out and then she'd slice it and string out the noodles and then start boiling them and stuff. And so to me, that was a really fun memory in her cute little apron doing all of her noodle fixing at the table and then putting it in the pot. And right. then I love the tradition of the guys 
going hunting. And then when they'd come in, it would be so funny because dad would come in and he'd have his birds all plucked and whatever. And he'd want a big pot to stick them in and put salt water. In, and mom would be like, there are no pots, Carl. I've used them all for cooking. <laughs> Every year, like clockwork. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was some fun things I remember. And then a couple other things I remember is the first year, I think the church bought dad a deep fryer to fry turkeys in and he was so excited and he wanted to fry a turkey for the family and for all of everybody he had invited over for Thanksgiving you know probably Jake was there I remember I think Jake I know Paul and Lori and all their kids were probably there the first year he fried a turkey and he was up at like four in the morning and we were sleeping and I heard him out in the garage clanging around I was like who is in our garage? <laughs> that is so and funny. I went and looked out the garage door and there was dad out there getting his turkey fryer all prepared. <laughs> and I was like, dad, it's only 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> he said, I got to make sure I got everything ready and prepared because if we go hunting, I got to have this all ready when I get back. <laughs> So that was a good memory that I remember. And that turkey was delicious. Oh, when he got yeah. it done, it was so good. Fried turkey is the best turkey I've best. ever You're had. right, Mitchell. I agree. It is. It's so That's good because it keeps it so moist on the inside. And then it has just that little bit of crackle mm-hmm. on the outside. It's so true. Fried turkey you know is the best. Yep. Every year, whether it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, Grandpa would say lunch is at <laughs> two o'clock promptly show up at two or you're not gonna have much food left <laughs> i don't think we've ever eaten a holiday dinner before three o'clock being generous <laughs> more like four o'clock because someone's kid did something and put him behind or someone forgot to get the butter for the mashed potatoes. <laughs> or the guy didn't come in from hunting. Right. <laughs> or somebody had a flat tire while they were hunting. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those days, Mitchell and, J- and Jake and Marisa? Yeah. I do remember. I remember one time Papa was doing the deep fried turkey thing here in Pueblo. And they did it in our garage in Pueblo West. I don't rem- I don't know what happened. I think somebody filled the oil up too much oh, and just no. burnt the house down. I remember that very clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Everybody was running everywhere trying to put the fire out and then the smoke alarms are going off because it got in the house. Oh my goodness. I will tell you one thing. When I think about Thanksgiving and I think about mom and dad, they lived for their family. Yes, like they do. I, I have to say, like their whole holidays were centered around creating a good time <laughs> for their family. <laughs> they poured. I look back as an adult now, and I don't think I appreciated it as much when I was a kid. Like yeah. I would be frustrated with it sometimes. I'd be like, "Why can't we start on time?" <laughs> but, but looking back as an adult now. And, you know, hosting people for Thanksgiving or having friends over and cooking a meal. I realize now how much preparation and work goes into that and and how much they just desired to create like this family memory 
you know, this yeah. time where the whole family was together and everybody was, that was like, I remember their whole purpose. Like mom will kill me for saying this, but they would stress so much over the septic system because they didn't want any. <laughs> like the well and the septic because they lived out in the country and they were on their own well and their own septic, but they would stress over that because they wanted the whole family to come and they didn't want anybody not to be able to take a shower. They didn't want to run out of water <laughs> it was more mom than dad and dad would get frustrated with it he'd be like oh who cares we'll just get a plumber out there and mom would be like you can't get a plumber on thanksgiving day <laughs> speaking of do you know that is the busiest day of the year for plumbers <laughs> yes it is no the day after thanksgiving they call it brown oh never mind <laughs> I might never edit that one out. <laughs> too much information. <laughs> I think I read too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. But yeah, mom and dad, I, ha- I have to say. And then, you guys, I can't, we cannot move on without bringing this part in. Do you remember what Grandma Elder's contribution was to Thanksgiving every year? It yes. was so cute. <laughs> what was it, Sarah? Every year she had to bring her cranberry salad. <laughs> and, if she didn't, and if she didn't make the cranberry salad, what would she bring? Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. A can of cranberries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A can of cranberry jello. And it'd be like, it looked like, it looked like jello. Jello. It was and like none of us like jello unless we're on our deathbed. <laughs> and we put it, we put it out on a pretty plate. And mom would slice it. (laughs) And grandma just, that was her tradition from the time she was a kid. You couldn't have Thanksgiving without cranberries or cranberry salad. And so (laughs) her contribution would be cranberry jello or cranberry salad. Yes, we'd all be talking and getting the menu set up and everybody would be volunteering what they're bringing. Grandma would always do her hand. You know how she used to wave her little hand up. <laughs> yep. They just sent me on for cranberry salad. <laughs> and everybody would put them on their plate and sneak it to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. A lot. Of I fun. remember another tradition that I don't know if mom and dad started this or whatever, but we were not allowed to listen to Christmas music until Thanksgiving night. Yes. That was like very strict rules in, in our house. <laughs> Mom and dad didn't care if we listened to Christmas music, but we just had to wait at least till Thanksgiving night. And then we could start in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And funny enough, I kind of have kept that tradition, except for this year, I have allowed us to listen to Christmas music early because Marsha asked me to prepare her her group that I've been teaching voice lessons to um, some music, some Christmas songs for their Christmas banquet. So Antonia has loved every minute of it because I've got to listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving this year. We've listened to Christmas music also. (laughs) Go ahead, Antonia. I just want to say that I loved Marvin Sapp's version of What Child Is This the first 1,300 times I heard it. (laughs) But after that 1,400th time, it got old. (laughs) welcome to musician and singers that's the truth i mean when you're teaching people you got to listen to it till you know it well enough to teach it to them so so what are you guys with everything going on in the world what is your thanksgiving going to look like this year 
<laughs> well, not everybody, everybody wants. wants. <laughs> we're going to have Thanksgiving at our house and have people over. Now, my sister and uh, sisters, one of her kids had tested positive about two weeks ago. Oh, and boy. they will be in quarantine because they had two weeks uh, quarantine for her. And then after she was done with her quarantine, I uh, had to do another two weeks for the rest of the family. So they won't be able to be here. But we're still having people over for Thanksgiving and going on as usual here. Yes. That's awesome. Will you, will somebody like take some food over and just maybe stick it outside or something for your sister? We might do that uh, uh, for Thanksgiving Day or something, but uh, we uh, we've already talked to her, and we're going to get together at a later date and do Thanksgiving oh. with, with her family. So that's awesome. That's so cool. they can Good. still have a little celebration. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I love that. I did think of a more tradition. If it's if it's okay, I um, yeah with the kids a few years ago, and I need to get back to it, but. Starting on November 1st, we would, I would have them all tell me something they're thankful for, and including Jake and I. And, we, and then I'd have Israel, he, my little artist, he would draw little pictures to represent what each person was thankful for. And I have about two or three years where we have the papers for every day in November, what we were thankful for. So it's just a little keepsake we'll get to keep and show them when they get older. I love, I love that. I remember yes, those. I think that would be a good one to start back up. I remember yes. those, Marisa. I always enjoyed seeing those because you would post them sometimes. And it was yes. fun to see Israel's rendition of what everybody was thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. I follow this lady on Instagram and I know I probably talked about her before. <laughs> her name is Turtle <laughs> Creek Lane. And the reason that I'm laughing is because you just have to hear my husband about Turtle Creek Lane, but we'll do that <laughs> when it's not a public conversation. And it's not me, right? <laughs> but it's just like, you know, guys are not into stuff like women are. And so, right. but she uh, shared this really cool tradition this year that I thought would be kind of fun to start too, of where you put butcher paper all over your refrigerator door. And then yeah. you put, I'm thankful for on it. And you uh, put a ribbon with a Sharpie on it. She said, make sure you get thick enough paper so the Sharpie doesn't go through to your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. But every time somebody walks up to the refrigerator, they write something down that they're thankful for. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I thought that, that was is. kind of a neat idea too, as well. My so. goodness, I'd have that yeah. thankful in a week. <laughs> <laughs> because you're so thankful or because you go to the refrigerator so often? <laughs> because I go to the refrigerator. <laughs> Back at the fridge again. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that lady. She is hilarious. Yes. Jake, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I said you have to lay out like a, a, a trail on the floor on a, a wall <laughs> to get it all on for us. <laughs> I can imagine with your boys. <laughs> I imagine. Oh, and you can't forget. You can't forget the after Thanksgiving dinner coma that everybody oh, goes yes. into, right? Where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all when dad would say, he'd say, I'm going to lay before the Lord and let the comforter come. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, for us this year, for Thanksgiving, we're only supposed to have, I think, 10 people or less at our houses. <laughs> and we're supposed to eat outside six feet apart. 
and we're supposed <laughs> to wear a mask in between bites and we are supposed to <laughs> we're not supposed to sing and like because that's what we do every year at thanksgiving is we sing while we eat and um <laughs> then uh we're <laughs> <laughs> So I was trying to keep a straight face. But I'm- <laughs> uh, Sorry. But and then we have to sanitize the bathroom frequently because why you eat Thanksgiving dinner, you sanitize the bathroom nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> and you can oh, only dear. have your 10 people for two hours. Oh, dear. So, so just send them home in two hours and tell them, come back in an hour and we'll start again. You so, have the funniest jokes in California. <laughs> What, so, um, what about loud music? I'm sorry. What about loud music? Um, yeah, you're probably not supposed to do that either. But for us, we're gonna you can uh, you can attend funerals, so we're gonna have a funeral for a turkey, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna sign out in your front yard funeral here, <laughs> and we're gonna have a family dinner to respect the turkey. And um, we're going to have some friends over. (laughs) Instead of flowers, everyone can bring a side. (laughs) That's exactly. (laughs) This is exactly what. This is a tradition at Thanksgiving. We all get in this territory. for sure <laughs> oh man Mitchell, are you having any kind of interesting thing happen at your house this year <laughs> no uh we're well we want to actually you're not it. having any funerals no. well i don't know we're all going to uh well we're gonna try to all go to garden city so for the actual thanksgiving and then cool. tonight okay we're celebrating with my in-laws because my brother's in town or my brother-in-law yeah all that side of the family so we'll party tonight and then you know i'm not sure i haven't read up on all the uh kansas regulations so (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) nobody's paying attention to them anyway (laughs) i think we've reached that that point in colorado too so yeah instead of having a funeral we're having a wedding the turkey (laughs) is marrying the ham (laughs) hey Hey, I'm not going to say what came to my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So anyways, no, really, though, we're going to have a good time. We're going to and, you know, we're just going to have a good time. So and we're going to eat because that's what you do on Thanksgiving is you eat. Right. So, and play games. Yeah. We're probably going to play games. Between mm-hmm. We, um, that's cool. The, I, one thing I did want to do, if our guests can still come over, I told him, I said, bring some of your family traditions so that we can merge them with our family tra- traditions. Because I think that's yeah. the fun thing about for us, we're so far away from family, we don't get to have Thanksgiving with family. So we have to kind of make our new traditions. We are going to be with family for Christmas. We're going home for Christmas this year. So we're excited about that. Yeah. But um, 
I told him, bring some of your family's traditions because I think, you know, it's important to celebrate the traditions of your guests too. And um, because that's what makes it fun for them and makes it feel special for them as well. That's so cool. And so um, we've made sure to connect with them and say, okay, what do you guys do for Thanksgiving? So we want to make sure to integrate that. And they have kids as well. So I think one thing I'm going to do for the kids that a friend of mine in Arkansas used to do I'm for their placemats. I'm printing off Thanksgiving color pictures and I'm oh, going to buy fun. the little color, uh, the little crayon packets and yeah. for all the kids for their placemat, I'm going to put the color picture and the crayon that way while we're setting the table or whatever, or if they get done eating and we're chatting or whatever, they have something to do. And so they that's can cool. color on their placemats. So I think that's what I'm going to do for them. And that'll be cool. I think with us um, getting close to having to wrap this up, I think the most important thing too that we all need to remember this year is even with all the craziness and all of the, and if we're honest, I really think a lot of this year has been a major spiritual battle. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot going on in the spirit world and I know that God is always the victor. And so I think with us wrapping this up, Anna, that we need to remember that we still need to be thankful and grateful one mm-hmm. that God is in control right Two, that we have a hope and a future in him and the rapture is getting ready to take place. And if we're living right and we're keeping our hearts and spirits and attitudes, right, we have something to look forward to. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to be oppressed. We don't have to be downheartened. We just need to keep looking towards heaven and saying, come Lord Jesus quickly. Yeah. And, and I'm going to step out on a limb here. And I'm going to say this, and I was talking to Sarah about this a little bit last night, but um, I've been having some very amazing epiphanies in the shower this week. <laughs> That's a team parts, probably TMI, but uh, they have been uh, really like thought provoking. And last night while I was getting ready for bed, I was thinking about uh, COVID and what's going on in the world. And I had read an article in Wall Street Journal how it's the elderly people are susceptible to dying with it Mm -hmm. because of where they are in life and the comorbidities they have and stuff. And that the younger people that are getting it are coming through it, but they're they're finding that they are having some after effects uh, that are lasting for long periods of time. And I believe this is true because I have a friend who's dealing with this right now who had COVID earlier this year, but those after effects are affecting their memory and their capability of um, remembering things and feeling the emotions they need to feel, to feel and processing things they need to process. And I won't get into, we try not to be political on this podcast. So I won't get into a lot of detail, but we do have a friend that works at uh, uh, UC Davis here a friend, their siblings friend works at UC Davis in the scientific department. And they broke down the cell structure of the COVID virus here. And they found that I want to say, Daniel, if he was here, he could correct me if I'm wrong. Cause he has a brain, like a steel trap with stuff like this. I lose it after a while. He remembers every detail, but um, I feel like the sixth component of the cell, if I remember right, was the piece that they found was human engineered. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is not somebody that somebody on the street made up. These are scientists who broke down 
the cell structure of the COVID virus. And they found out that uh, the sixth piece of it, whatever that is called, uh, I believe it was the sixth piece, was human manufactured and human engineered. So there's components of this virus that have been human engineered. And there's a lot of people out there that are aware of that. I've read that in other articles as well. But in my mind, while I was thinking last night, and I see that how people are struggling with faith right now, because fear has overwhelmed us. I feel like a component of this virus has been generated to create such overwhelming fear Yes, that it steals faith. And then on the other sense, which I haven't researched this yet, and I'm going to dig into it more. I feel like perhaps this virus has been created to attack our memory because faith is connected to what you know. And if, right. If our memory can be erased of the things that have built our faith, then we can be ruled by fear and we can be controlled by fear. And that might seem far out there, but I really feel like Mm -hmm. God put that thought in my mind. And I got to thinking about that uh, because, uh, um, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's where faith is the substance of. But we also know that when we have seen acts of faith that has built our faith or acts of miracles that has yes. built our faith. So if our memory can be stolen of the things that God has done to build our faith, then our faith begins to suffer because we mm. don't remember you know, and so there's a lot of complexities to the situation that is going on in the world right now. So I think as children of God, it's very important for us to remember that this virus has a high, very high survival rate. Um, I also think that it's important to remember that uh, sickness comes to us all, whether we're saved or unsaved. It rains on the just as well as the unjust. But I think that we have to change our mindset from this world is my home, <laughs> to I am not a citizen of this country. And so that gets a little, I'm not going to go deep into that, but we are citizens of the world to come. Yes, I'm very patriotic American. I love my country. And so I'm in a tug of war in my spirit right now. But my ultimate, I'm a citizen of heaven first. And so I have an obligation and responsibility that when Jesus returns, will he find faith in the earth? So yes, uh, one of the things that are going to be cast into the fire is unbelief, mm-hmm. doubt and fear. and fear and unbelief. Those are going to be some of the first things that are cast into the fire. And so I feel like mm-hmm. as people of faith and people of God and people feel with the Holy Ghost through this Thanksgiving season, as we navigate these waters, because if you're sick, stay home. That's just the reality mm-hmm. of life. We should be doing mm-hmm. that, whether it's the flu, whether it's a, a, a rash that is contagious, anything like that. I mean, I worked for doctors for eight years and that's common sense. You quarantine yourself when you're sick. You don't quarantine the healthy, you quarantine the sick. Um, So if you're sick, stay home and be cognizant of that and be thoughtful of people. But if you feel good, don't be afraid to spend time with your family and your loved ones. I said all that to say that because the human connection is just as important as anything else. And I said all that to say that I was studying this week about our elders and how the elderly Mm -hmm. in society are seriously suffering right now because Mm -hmm. they've been so isolated from their loved ones. I know I took this a little bit serious while we're wrapping up, but if you guys will bear with me for a minute, I feel like this is important with Thanksgiving coming, but the elderly in society are, are, um, they're digressing 
in their health right. because they've been so socially distanced and so isolated. And I found this article that uh, the other day by NPR, this is National Public Radio in 2017, before COVID ever hit, or 2016, National Public Radio, which is one of the most liberal media outlets you can find, Mm -hmm. wrote this article on how elderly people are getting sick because of isolation. This was before COVID ever hit. It's funny that that mattered Mm -hmm. before COVID hit, but nobody's talking about Mm -hmm. that now. But how being isolated and being disconnected from their loved ones can make them get sick when they're not even sick And when they get sick, it's even worse because it creates these um, releases of chemicals in their body. Loneliness creates these releases of chemicals in their body that creates susceptibility to infection because of the loneliness creating the chemicals creates susceptibility to the infection. And so their bodies become their immunity drops because of their loneliness. You can go read the article. I think I posted it on my stories the other day. I probably should share the link, but um, you can look it up on NPR as well. But the chemical levels in their body drop creates infection because of loneliness. And then they're more susceptible to sickness because their immunity is not working properly. And so Mm -hmm. think about that in light of COVID. You have all these elders that are quarantining and they still get COVID and they're still sick. (laughs) and they're even more sick and we're trying to get them recover and they don't feel hugs anymore they don't see smiles anymore they are in their houses um i know for my mom like she listens to old-time radio a lot she watches every service online but it's not the same as a human touch and a human human contact so i said all that to encourage in this thanksgiving season and, and i didn't mean to go that into depth in it but i feel like laying some groundwork will help you understand where i'm coming from i said all that to say connect this holiday season if you're not sick connect with somebody. If you're sick, quarantine and be thoughtful of others. But if you're not sick and you're well, connect and spend time with your loved ones. Uh, Contact the elderly people in your life. Tell them that you love them and act like people of faith. Don't be overwhelmed in fear. And so that's just what I want to say that I'm thankful (laughs) that God gave us the freedom to have a sound mind. God said, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And so as a Holy Ghost filled apostolic uh, through this holiday season, I think despite all the laughing we've done today and all the fun we're going to have, that we need to keep that at the forefront of our mind. We are first apostolics. And so let's operate as it, as an apostolic and let's operate in faith and not in fear. Yes. Amen. And I want to say too, I feel a verse on my heart that if we feel that fear come upon us to remember the word of God, always is there to give us faith. So go to the word of God. And one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 46 and one. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. And if you'll just remember that and stand on the word of God as people of faith, the word of God is so wonderful in increasing our faith and bringing us hope in times of unhope, unrest, Uh, fear, you know, things that trouble us, go to the word of God and stand firm on that. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Marisa and Jake. Thank you, Antonia, Anna. It's been fun. I think this podcast is going to be one of my favorites because (laughs) I I love to laugh. And I think it's just fun to talk about some good times that we all remember and some things that 
God's going to help us through. And I look forward to getting to be with y'all again. Hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to each one of you and happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners as well. Have a wonderful time with your family and loved ones. We sure do love y'all. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Bye-bye.